Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 18437, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926, about what is going on in the housing market, real estate and mortgage. And of course, we are a mortgage office. We do loans for a living. That is what actually makes us our income. But we are talking about the whole scope of real estate, keeping you guys informed and moving forward and prepared. So it has been a whirlwind. Since 2022, interest rates have been going up, going up, going up. The Federal Reserve has increased interest rates over the last 20 months. They have continued. And for the last two times that they met, they have actually not increased interest rates, which is fabulous. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see interest rates come down, which is what we want. That's what we keep talking about. And today, we're going to talk about where are rates today to give you guys a good thumb on the market, what is going on. And we're going to talk about what we expect in 2024. Last week's show, I did, you know, our predictions for 2024. And so we're going to kind of roll back into that again to keep all of you in the know. Is this the right time that you should be getting yourselves ready, pre-approved, ready to strike as the iron is hot when you find that right home for sale? So we are going to hit all of that today here on Mortgage Mom Radio. Now, I want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I love it when you guys join in, you get on, you watch, you see me do it live right here in the studio, and you are more than welcome to get interactive. Put those questions into the feed. I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to answer them for you. I would love to know if you're here and you're watching. My dad jumps on and says, hi. So hi, dad. Thanks for joining. He is by far my number one fan. Um, I can see that Heidi jumps in. She says, hey. And then Sam jumps in and says, Sam Silver here, Realtor Santa Clarita. So Sam, I love it when you join. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you, but thank you so much for getting involved and getting on the show. So again, I want to remind everybody this is interactive. Please feel free to put your questions, comments in the feed and I'm happy to read those out loud to everybody. Um, Nora jumps on, says hi. So Nora, thanks so much for joining as well. And with that, we do want to jump into interest rates because it is huge. For the last five consecutive weeks, interest rates have actually started to come down. But what does that mean? Where were interest rates before? Where are interest rates at today? Does this mean that it's opening up information, you know, opening up the opportunity for you to be able to start looking at home again 
85% of first-time home buyers have said uh, that they have put their home buying goal on hold. So we want to make sure that if you're one of that 85%, that you get out ahead of everybody else so that when things start to get crazy, you've already gone ahead and gotten that house that you're looking for. Um, Ashley jumps on and says, hello from Henderson, Nevada. So Ashley, thanks so much for joining. Love to see you here. And again, I want you guys to put those questions in the feed. Let's get interactive. Let's make this a great show. So with that, my text message just went out. I send out one text message a week to let you know that we are live. It gets you the link so that you can just click on it. It opens your YouTube and you can join. So if you are listening on Saturday morning to Go Country 105, I love you guys. But if you want to do it with me live, you've got to get that text. So how do you do that? You're going to text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So I am going to give everybody just a couple of minutes to jump on. They all just got that text message. So we want you guys to all join in and be part of the show. Uh, I can see that uh, the JRGT, that's the username. Um, he is giving me the clapping hands. So I love that. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, Tina Thomas jumps on. Tina's from Bakersfield. Love Mortgage Mom. Tina, we love you too. So thank you so much again for getting on the show. And Manricus jumps on and says, happy holidays holidays, everyone. So Michael, thank you so much. And I do want to tell everybody that I am going to be live again next week, but then that's it. I am dark for the rest of the holiday season and I will be back the very first Wednesday of January. So don't fret. Don't worry. I didn't go anywhere. The show isn't gone. I'm just going to take those last two weeks of December off to enjoy the holidays with the family and then we'll get the show going again. So with that, we are going to take a very, very very fast break, about one minute long to just let everybody that got the text jump on, join in. And then we are going to get into these interest rates. Where are they now? Get you guys a beat on the market. And what do we think is going to happen in 24? So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. So what is the difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line? So we're going to talk about this on this quick value series today. So home equity loan, to make it very simple, is a principal and interest payment that is based on a term. So it's very similar to your mortgage payment, very similar to a car payment or a personal loan. They're gonna take the whole balance and they're going to amortize it over whatever term you choose. And that is the monthly payment that you're going to make with a fixed interest rate. I love this option for somebody that um, does not have the cash to pay back in big chunks and pay things off quickly and fast. So if you're in debt and you're paying debt off, your debt consolidating with your home equity loan, it's a great option for you. Now, what's a home equity line of credit? A home equity line of credit is basically like a credit card. It is simply that. It is a line of credit that you can choose to borrow. You're going to make an interest-only monthly payment, so the payment that you make will not pay the debt off, and it is open for a certain period of time, typically 10 years, before you have to get it paid off in full. 
and the monthly payment, the rate is adjustable. So if you are somebody that likes to flip homes and you're looking for cash to be able to buy that house that's in shambles that can't get financing, well, you might be a great person for a home equity line. You can use the equity in your home to purchase the house cash, do all of the renovations, sell the property to do that quick flip, pay that line of credit back off. But if you have a balance on that line and it's for a long period of time and that interest rate continues to go up, you're not making a payment that's paying it off, you're literally just on the same treadmill as your credit card. So is it good for debt consolidation? I don't personally think so, but that's the difference between an equity loan and an equity line. You wanna know more, maybe you need one, maybe you need one of those items, give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844, we lend for you. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Okay, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marku. Thank you guys so much for just watching my my commercial. Um, it gave everybody a chance to jump on, and I can see that our chat is live, and it is hot today. So we are definitely going to try to get to every single question and comment. I don't want you guys to go anywhere. Stay here. Um, so the first question that I actually saw uh, was from Raul, and it said, I need to refinance my second investment house. And we are going to start seeing a lot of that happen now with interest rates starting to come down. There are a lot of people that did purchase homes since 2022 where interest rates were significantly higher than where they are today and where they'll be going moving forward. So the best suggestion that I can give to you, Raul, is to make sure that you are staying active, that you are watching, that you are listening. You're going to start to hear numbers popping up about where interest rates are at. Know what your interest rate is. Know what you owe on the property. What's really important with investment property is, is it a single family? Is it a one unit, condo, townhome, or a home, a house? Is it a two to four unit? Is it a duplex, three or four unit property? So those things are going to tie into what kind of interest rate can you get when you go to do that uh, refinance. The other thing for many of you that are listening to me that maybe did purchase even your, your your primary residence during this time where interest rates have been elevated, remember that the very best interest rates are to those who have the very highest credit scores. So one piece of uh, you know information or advice I'd like to say is work on your credit. Make sure that you're keeping those credit card balances low to keep those credit scores as high as possible so that when the time comes and it is the right time to do the financing, you'll be able to obtain the very best interest rate that is available at that time. So I hope that that helps Raul, but please, again, this is interactive. Feel free to keep throwing things into the feed. I will read all of them and I will get to all of them today. Um, Michelle jumps on and says, is the interest rate on a home equity line of credit higher or lower than a mortgage rate? So actually a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan, and they're two different things, but they are both second mortgages. They are separate from the first mortgage that you have on your property. And those are going to carry a higher interest rate than what a new first mortgage would. So whether you're refinancing or you're purchasing a home, a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan will have a higher interest rate. Now, those are a great idea 
idea for somebody that has a larger mortgage balance. They were very lucky. They locked in to, you know, very, very low interest rates. So let's say that you have a $500,000 mortgage and your interest rate is at 3% and you wanted to try to take out $100,000 from your home. It's better when you look at the blended rate of 3% on $500,000 and then $100,000, let's say you're at 10%. That 10% blended at $100,000 with that 3% at $500,000 is going to be a blended lower rate, keeping those that money separated. However, if you have, you know, $500,000 mortgage and you need 400,000 in a second mortgage, well now we're probably talking about a refinance being a better option because the mortgage rate is lower uh, on a first mortgage than it would be on that second mortgage, that home equity line of credit or that home equity loan. That is a fabulous question and thank you so much for throwing it out there. Um, please keep watching and ask more questions if I didn't answer it for you. Um, so Raul says the number again, please. So I'd love to give you guys that the same telephone number that you text mom to opt in to get that weekly text to know that I went live is the same phone number to call my office. So it's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Okay, so there's the phone number. I love to hear you guys. Um, so Jasmine uh, jumps on. She says, Jasmine here in Tucson. So I love that. Uh, Manny, I think I might've missed one that was up a little bit higher, if you could scroll for me. Um, let's see, interest rate. Oh yeah, Jasmine here in Tucson. Okay, good, we got everybody so far. Uh, Sam jumps on and says, happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and Festivus for the rest of us. So I love it. Thank you, Sam. Um, my dad wants to know, says that his friend wants to know if I majored in public speaking. I'd love to say I did, but I did not. I have just got the gift of gab. <laughs> so no, I didn't, but I do love doing this show and I've been doing it for a long time. So it does make it a little bit easier uh, when it's something that you've been practicing over years and years. So thanks, dad. Appreciate it. Tell Mike, thank you. Um, so uh, Sam jumps in says, with great credit, what are the rates for equity lines? So that is something that I just answered to the HELOC question where it does depend on what your interest rate is, but it or your credit score is, what kind of interest rate that you get. But what also factors the interest rate is how much equity do you in the, have in the home? So if you owe 500,000 and your home is worth a million, as just an example, and you wanted to take out a $100,000 line of credit, now you're talking about having 40% of the equity in your home still remaining, still available because you have 600 total outstanding, million dollar home, value, right? So you're going to get a much better interest rate in that regard than somebody, even if they've got that same super high credit score, but they're trying to borrow up to 90% of the value of their home. So there's quite a few things that will go into what kind of interest rate that you will get. Also, is it a primary residence? Is it a second home? Is it an investment property? What kind of property is it? So is it a one unit, two unit, three unit, four unit? So again, all of these things factor into what kind of interest rate that you can get. On average, I've been seeing home equity lines and lows with interest rates uh, around 10%. So there's um, some that are under 10, some that I've seen as high as 13 and 14%, depending on the borrower, the credit score, the equity, all of those things that do come into play. So, but I would say on average, general number to kind of throw out there would be 
putting your thumb on the market about 10% for those second mortgages. Um, so then Raul just jump in and said, uh, single family home purchased with a hard money loan. So Raul, we have definitely got to get you refinanced because that hard money loan is probably in the 10% range and we can definitely do better than that on a normal investment property refinance. So best thing to do is to call that number I gave you, 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Let's see what we can do to try to get you into a better rate and a better monthly payment. Uh, Michelle jumps in and says, I didn't hear your answer to my second question. So Michelle, I'm so sorry. I must have missed the second question. Um, go ahead and type that into the feed for me because I do want to answer it for you. So there were um, probably quite a few that came in and I went right over the top of you. I'm trying to talk, remember what I'm talking about and read the screen at the same time. So I do apologize. Um, Sam says, thank you, Debbie. So Sam, you are absolutely welcome. And once again, I want to remind you guys, this is interactive. So keep putting them into the feed. Happy to keep answering them for you. Michelle, I'm sorry I missed that question up at the top. So go ahead and type that in for me once again, and I will get that answered for you. So let's get to where interest rates are. That's what this show is all about today. Let's get you guys a beat on the market. What is going on? Like I mentioned before, interest rates have fallen for the fifth consecutive week in a row. So I want to start off with an article that I actually pulled from Forbes. I think Forbes is a wonderful place to get information. Their, um, their journalists do an amazing job at finding detailed information, information that we can all rely on. I do trust the information that they provide. So I'm going to read some of the, um, one of the most recent, they, they published this on December the 1st. So it's, it's very, very new, hasn't been out for very long. So you know, this is up to date as we can get with information. And if you guys do want to go and you want to pull this article and you want to read it for yourself, I want to give all of the credit to um, the, the editors and the journalists that wrote this. This is not my information, but I love what they had to say. So this was Forbes and the name of the article is When Will Home Prices Be Affordable Again? So I loved that. Definitely caught my attention. And it was written by Robin Rothstein and Carolyn Basil and it was edited by Chris Jennings. So in case you guys do want to find that, you can go to um, Forbes online and find the article. So it, the article started off with hopeful home buyers are getting an early holiday gift, declining mortgage rates since hitting a 2023 high in late October, the average 30 year fixed rate has receded by over half a percent. So remember you guys, a half of a percent is a huge amount. It didn't, we didn't go from a 3% interest rate to 7.75, which is where the national average interest rate was for a conventional loan in October of this year. We didn't do that. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it took 20 consecutive months, 20 months of interest rates ticking up. So we are now starting to see them come down and we are hopeful that we are going to see them continue to come down. But most likely it's going to be a gradual reduction. It's not going to be something where you're going to wake up tomorrow. It was seven and three quarters and all of a sudden, boom, January one, we're at 5%. That's not going to happen, but we're seeing the light at the end of the 
tunnel. We're not hoping for the light. We're actually starting to see that light pop through, which is fabulous. It's so exciting. I can't even say. So it says the average 30-year fixed rate slid seven basis points to 7.22% in the week ending November the 30th, the fifth consecutive week of decreases, according to Freddie Mac. A basis point is one hundredth of one percentage point. So I did actually, because they're talking end of November, I wanted to get you guys up to date, up to market, up to current. Today is Wednesday. So I wanted to bring you, I, I ran some rates to give you guys an idea of where interest rates are at today. So knowing that the high was at about seven and three quarters in October, I actually ran today that we're was doing a, uh, primary residence, single family home with a good credit score. And that interest rate with maybe one point, maybe buying that interest rate down with one point in cost, right? You could actually get under 7%. We were at 6.875 for that conventional loan. So that was absolutely a humongous change. Um, FHA, we were quoting around six and a half percent with that same one point in cost to buy that rate down a bit. And we were at about six and a half percent as well for VA. So again, I do want to preface this with every single person has a different scenario, a different situation, a different credit score. They're buying a different property. They have a different down payment. They're buying it for a different reason, primary investment or second home. So everybody is going to get a different interest rate. So I am not going to say that these are the rates that you are going to get. I am giving you a beat on the market and how much that those rates have come down. And this is huge because if you have an interest rate on a first mortgage right now that is in the fives, but you also were one of those people that took out a home equity line or a loan that is in the tens, it might be a great time already to be able to consolidate in to one payment, continue to watch the market, continue to see interest rates drop even further, and then to be able to refinance that one loan to an even lower interest rate as we move forward through 2024. So again, just trying to keep you guys that beat on the market. I thought that that was so good. And I loved the opening to the article because it gives you guys an idea of look at what's coming, look at where we are and what do we, what do we think is going to come? So I'm going to get into that next. Um, I do see that Michelle says, does home equity line of credit look negative to creditors, even if the balance is zero? So actually, no, Michelle, they don't. Uh, a home equity line of credit, you have to think of as very similar to a credit credit card. You have a line of credit that is open and available that you can use. You can leave it at zero. You don't have to use any of it at all. Your payment is zero and you have that huge line that is open and available to you. If you use it, then you're going to have a minimum payment based on the balance that you owe, and it's going to be an interest-only payment. So just like a credit card, if you have a $10,000 balance on or a limit on your credit card and you owe nothing on it, that's actually making your credit score improve. It's increasing that credit score because your open availability is so much bigger than what you owe. You're keeping your debt ratio, so not debt to income, but your actual debt ratio is lower when you owe nothing on something, right? So the lower that your debt ratio is, the better that your credit score is. So with a home equity line of credit, if you have a $50,000 line and you owe nothing, or you have a $100,000 line and you owe nothing, it's actually helping to improve your score by quite a bit. So no, they are not detrimental in any way. They're actually very positive and very good for you. 
Um, Heather jumps on and says, uh, Hi, Tina. I hope you're doing well. So I love that they're talking to each other in chat. And Michelle says, if interest only payment, then it's no good, is it? So it depends, right? You have to decide when you want to take a home equity line of credit or you're trying to get cash out of your house. Do you want a line of credit or do you want a loan? And it depends on who you are and what you're using it for and how much are you going to owe. So if you take a $50,000 line of credit and your plan is to use all $50,000 because you're going to pay off debt or remodel your home and you don't have the means available to pay off that $50,000 quickly, then make Making a minimum interest only monthly payment that is never going to pay your balance down would probably not be the suggestion I would give you. I would actually give somebody in that situation that's going to utilize the whole amount and doesn't have the cash available to pay it off quickly, I would actually say get yourself into a loan where you have a principal and interest monthly payment, just like your house, just like your car, and every payment that you make would actually help to pay that balance down further. So it depends on you. It depends on your circumstances. If you're looking to have that line of credit just as a safety net, fabulous. If you're looking to have that line of credit because there's a big transaction that you want to do. You want to go buy another property and you want to fix it and then you're going to flip it. You're going to sell it. You're going to pay it off and then you're going to pay that line of credit off what you borrowed to buy that house. That's a quick flip. Your money's not outstanding for very long and you want to be able to pay it off and then have the access to the funds to do it again and then pay it off and have the access to the funds to do it again. So it really depends on you and what the situation is and what the circumstances are that you're looking to take the cash. That is how we determine which property product is the best product for you. So I hope that answered the question, but keep them coming. Happy, happy to answer them for you. Um, Sam says, uh, stay in seven years or more with new home purchase. So I'm not sure what he's, oh, sometimes interest only makes better sense. So it, it depends really, truly, um, Sam, it, it really does depend. So a lot of interest only loans are going to be adjustable loans. And a lot of times you might purchase a home thinking that you're going to be there for maybe two or three years, and then you're going to sell and you're going to move. And then things happen, family things happen, think life changes, and then all of a sudden you actually end up staying in that home for 10 years. At the end of that five or seven year fixed rate period for a first mortgage with interest only, uh, the rate becomes adjustable, the payment becomes principal and interest, you got caught off guard, you weren't prepared, now your monthly payments almost doubled, and now you know the home you thought you were gonna leave that you couldn't leave, that now you're staying there is now all of a sudden unaffordable. So again, and it really depends on the person. It depends on the circumstances, which which one is the best decision for that particular person. But I do love that. It, it That is a great thought. It really does depend sometimes how long you plan on keeping it. Uh, you know, are you taking a line of credit because you want to do a bunch of home improvements? You want to then put the house on the market. You want to sell the home. And with that, the line of credit would get paid off with the proceeds of the sale. That's a quick flip as well. That is something that you'd be paying those, those funds off very, very quickly. So it just depends on the person for sure. Um, can I have both a HELOC loan and a line on the same house if it has enough equity? So that's a great question. Most of the time, the majority of lenders, a HELOC and a HELOAN are considered a second mortgage. So it would be something that would be behind your first mortgage that you already have in place. Most the majority of those lenders will only do seconds. 
they won't do thirds. And if you have one of each, now you're talking about a first mortgage, you're talking about a second mortgage, and then you're talking about a third mortgage. There are some lenders that will, and it, they're, you know, they're out there, they do exist, but it is difficult to find lenders that are willing to go into third position. So why is that, right? So let's talk about that really quick since you brought it up. Why is the interest rate on a second mortgage higher than what the interest rate would be on a first mortgage? Why is the interest rate on a third going to be higher than it would be on a second? And that's because the deeper and deeper that you get on title away from being in first position, the harder and harder that it is to actually recoup your funds should that property go into foreclosure if that borrower that you gave that money to stops repaying, it is more difficult to actually get your cash. First mortgage, if if the home goes into foreclosure, whether you're the second lender, they, they're paying on their first mortgage, they're doing everything they're supposed to do, but they stopped paying you in second position, you can, you can start a foreclosure on that person. But the first mortgage is gonna get paid off before you do. And then you're going to get your funds second. So if there aren't enough funds left to get you paid, you don't necessarily get paid back everything. And sometimes you don't get paid back at all. So it depends on the market, it depends on everything, but it is definitely riskier to be in second position and then even more riskier to be in third position, which makes it more difficult um, for lenders to want to write those loans. So it is very, very hard to have both on one home, um, but is it doable? It is, it is possible. So I don't want anybody to go anywhere. I'm at the end of my 30 minutes for my radio show. So I wanna tell all my Go Country listeners on Friday. I love you. Thank you so much. I'll be back here again next week, but I would love it if you guys would tune in to see me do this live so you don't miss any of the show and you get to hear the rest of the information that we're talking about today. In order to do that so that you don't miss the show and you know when I go live, get that text message. Text the word MOM to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So get in, get get with it, get interactive with me. I want to see you guys next Wednesday. Jump on my YouTube and I hope you guys all have a fabulous weekend. See you all real soon. Bye-bye. Okay, we're back. So I had to finish the radio show. That sound will go to Go Country and they will listen to this late behind, that uh, they will be you know, a couple days behind in what they're listening to. Um, but thank you guys so much for being here with me live on YouTube. Um, so Sam did jump on and did jump in and said, most people don't stay 30 years. No, they don't. But a lot of people do stay seven, 10, 12 years. And so we've got to be careful with how short of a term that we set up with those, uh, lines of credit or those interest only loans. Um, and then, uh, Serena jumps in and says, how would a domestic partnership play in if I want to go into business flipping for myself? My credit is great, but first time homeowner. So I'm not exactly sure what you mean by how would a domestic partnership play? Um, are you thinking, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what your, your question is. So are you thinking you want to take money out of the home that you own and you own that home with a partner? You guys own that home together. So you're wondering how does that work? Like, can you get your own money? Can you pull your own cash, your own line of credit against the house, even though you own it with somebody else. So just get a little bit more specific for me and I would be happy to answer that question. Um, 
and and we'll read it again. So Jasmine, just start typing, get your little fingers going. I love it. And while we're waiting for that, I do want to keep going because we had some other really fabulous, fantastic information um, that that did come out today. So I I grabbed you guys with the hey, interest rates are dropping, which is fabulous. Keep your eye on the market, keep your ears to the ground, especially if you own a home, if you finance something over the last twelve months, eighteen months, because you're going to get to a point where it's going to be time to refinance, or you might be ready to sell and buy. You might be ready to rent what you've got and go buy again. So we are right there. We are coming down. Um, with the interest rates falling, I do want to pop on this for a second because I have been saying week after week after week that it is so important to be ready to get ahead of the herd, to be ready to strike when the iron is hot. You don't want to be in a position where everybody figured out rates came down and now everybody has decided that 85% of first-time buyers of all of those people, they all decide to come out of the woodwork at the same time and all start trying to go after the same inventory. And now the competition is so fierce that you have a very difficult time getting an offer accepted and home prices have skyrocketed, right? We don't want you in that position. We want you to get in ahead of the game. And so right now would be that time because with rates falling as they have over the last five weeks, we have now seen purchase applications. They have increased for the fifth straight week in a row. So our, our applications, our mortgage applications are starting to increase, which means that people are starting to feel that it's time, that that buzzing, that that gut feeling like I need to get out there and do this. Um, okay, so Michael Manrica says, uh, what is the likelihood of interest rates ever dropping back down to 3% or under, is it very unlikely that it will, that it ever will? And I personally believe that it will, we, no, we're not gonna see that again. Now, obviously there's no crystal ball. We don't know what is happening with the market. We don't know if there could be something like our pandemic that we had that could come to play, that we could see something like that, some sort of a national disaster that's going to drop us down to those levels again. But assuming that we aren't going to see that again within our lifetimes, I don't think that we're going to see 3%. What most of the experts are saying in all the articles that I read and everything that I watch and keeping my, my finger on the market is that most are anticipating that we will eventually at some point get back down to very high fours, low fives, being the, the average mortgage interest rate. So I do think that we are going to see those numbers again. I really don't foresee seeing a 3%, but again, we just don't know, right? There could be something absolutely drastic that comes to play that they feel like they have to drop those rates down that low to try to get things recovered. So, you know, could it happen? Sure. Do most experts expect it to? No. Um, let's see. The next question is, uh, Sam says, shopping for your new home and my crystal ball is broken too, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard, right? Like we, we, we can't say 100%. I can't answer that question with full confidence in my answer because there's just no way to know what could come to play. Um, but based on assuming that there isn't anything that is absolutely substantial or crazy that does take place that they would have to do something like that, I don't think that they're going to. We really think that we're going to eventually be back 
back in those high fours, low fives. So that's, I think, a good place to assume where the market will be if you're trying to figure out what you might be able to buy or what a monthly payment might look like. You know, that would be, those would be good numbers. Um, he said, I was very fortunate to refinance in 2.99 in 2021. And Michael, you were, and you're one of those people, I'm sure that there is no way that you are ever letting that interest rate go. You would not sell that home. You would not refinance that loan. And I totally get that. And I think that that has been part to play with us not actually going into a full blown um, housing crisis, right? Because there were so many people that did obtain those sub 3% rates. Nobody is selling, which is keeping inventory low, low, which is helping keep home values up, which is helping to keep the housing economy very, very stable. And if anything, we've actually seen, even with super high mortgage rates, we've actually seen appreciation in homes even though interest rates are so high, where typically when you get to something where interest rates are this high, which the last time we saw them this high was 2010, um, we saw a massive, crazy, you know, housing bust. So I do think that it is a lot of people like you that were fortunate enough to get those interest rates that have been able to hope to help hold our, our housing values and, and, you know, keep, keep that steady, even with the crazy, crazy interest rates that we've recently seen. Um, okay, so I want to get to some really quick information and I'll touch more on it next week um, because it's very valuable and I don't want to make you guys watch me for the next two hours on this show. Um, but it is a new Fannie Mae program. So we're going to jump into some specifics about that next week. But I loved this. I thought it was fabulous. It is 5% down payment. It is owner occupied for two to four unit properties. So in the past, if you were trying to buy a duplex, even if you wanted to live in one and then rent the other out, or you were trying to buy a three to four unit, you were going to live in one and rent the other units out, you would have had to have either 15% down payment for a duplex, or you would have had to have 25% down for a three to four unit. Fannie Mae just rolled out a brand new program with 5% down for two to four units, like 5% down. Absolutely phenomenal. So we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to get into more of the details of that so that you know whether or not you might be a candidate. Maybe you know somebody that you think could be a candidate, somebody that's talked about wanting to do that but didn't have enough money down. If you're a real estate agent like Sam, you might have clients that have been wanting to buy those units and couldn't because they didn't have enough down payment. So think about that for a second. A three a three to four unit property used to need 25% down payment, even for an owner occupied purchase. And now it is 5%. So that is stellar. Um, we also had increases from Fannie Mae uh, on our conventional um, loan limits. So those loan limits were increased, which helps get you into those three and four unit properties uh, with that 5% down, not have, having to jump into jumbo uh, territory as far as jumbo lending. So we're going to hit on that next week. Um, FHA did their annual increases as well to their loan amounts. So that is going to help quite a bit for those first time buyers with three and a half percent down payment. Um, for example, in 
LA County, a high cost area, you can actually get a mortgage now with three and a half percent down payment up to 1.149. That's not purchase price, that's loan amount. So you can actually go up to a higher purchase price with your three and a half percent down. So we're going to talk about those in limit increases. Um, but to finish off the show for today, um, I, and I, I'd really like, I'd like you guys to pull the article and actually read it. I think it's got really, really good information and I think it would be really valuable for you to read. So again, I want to tell you that it is Forbes, so you can find it online. It was called when, when will home prices be affordable again? It was written December the 1st by Robin Rothstein and Carolyn Bassel, and it was edited by Chris Jennings. But I mean, they go into housing market forecast, uh, sidelined home buyers see no affordability relief in sight, right? They're talking about, will the housing market crash in 2024? Will, will foreclosures increase in 2024? Um, should I wait to buy a home? It should I wait until 2024 to buy a home? I'm not sure why they wrote it that way since we're already in December of 23. Um, but some really, really great, great information. I mean, this one says buying a house in any market is highly personal decision. Because homes represent the largest single purchase most people will make in their lifetime, it's crucial to be in a solid financial financial position before diving in. Use a mortgage calculator to estimate your monthly housing costs based on your down. But if you're trying to predict what will what might happen next year, experts say this is probably not the best home buying strategy. The housing market, like so many other markets, is almost impossible to time. The best time for prospective buyers is when they find the home that they like, that meets their family's current and foreseeable needs, and that they can afford. And I've said that over and over again on this show. The most important thing to do is to buy what you can afford and know that the future only holds more. It only holds better. Interest rates will drop. You will be able to refinance. You'll be able to lower that monthly payment, but you don't buy a home at a higher monthly payment. Some You don't bite off more than you can chew. You make sure that you're getting into something that you can afford today and for the foreseeable future. And then you reap the rewards of the positive equity and the lower interest rate and the dropped monthly payment and you reap those rewards down the road. Um, so getting into, I want to go back here and it says, um, Michelle says, is it wise to get a larger loan than what I need just in case I need more, but in case I don't end up using all, wouldn't it look better and will increase my FICO if I pay it off sooner with unused money? So again, Michelle, I think we need to talk about what it is that you're trying to do. How much money are you trying to pull out? What, what is it the money for? Do you need the money to pay off some IRS debt, to rehab the house, to pay off monthly debts. What are you taking the money for? And then what is your goal as far as how long do you think it would take you to pay it back? You know, these are all things that are so important in trying to determine which option is the best option for you. And we are absolutely happy to do that. And it's easy enough. It's just a phone call. Call our office. Get on my website. 
mortgagemomradio.com. Reach out through email, whatever is the easiest way for you to communicate. But the best thing to do is to figure out what you've got going on, what you need, how much extra do you think? You know, if you're looking at home improvements, I always tell everybody, whatever that bid is that you get from the contractor, add 20%. Because the minute that you start to do things, they could open walls and all of a sudden there's more repairs that you didn't count on. Um, You could just be right in the middle of the remodel and realize that you're redoing the kitchen and with the kitchen, they're going to repaint the kitchen. But all of a sudden the walls in the living room that are right next to the kitchen now look old and dirty and you want to paint those too. So add 20% to whatever that bid is. And then that's really, you know, what you need to try to make sure that you're budgeting for. Um, But again, we just need to know what you've got going on so we can figure out and determine what your best options are. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, uh, Serena says, is house poor so bad when all you want to do is be in your house? (laughs) So I can actually, I'm going to, I'm going to actually give a little twist on this one. Um, so if you are like me, um, I have a son who is autistic and we don't go anywhere. We literally live in our home. I now work from home. We run our businesses from our home. Uh, we can't put him in the car. He gets sick just trying to get to school. So we're now homeschooling. We've got all of his therapies coming to the house. Um, we literally put him in the stroller and we take him for walks. And that is about all we do right now at this point in my life. And so to me, it was okay to go with a little bit bigger mortgage payment because that is our everything. We don't don't go to restaurants. We don't go to movies. We don't do any extra outings other than our boat, um, which is why we moved to be closer to the lake um, so that we could get him down there without um, any, you know, without him getting sick, right? We'd still have a little bit of family time, but again, that's only summertime and it's a couple of times in the summer, um, that we can really do that because it still involves a bunch of medications and everything to try to get him out there for the day and to enjoy it. So for me, I had no problem going a little bit deeper in debt on my house to know that it was the size that I wanted. I could run my business the right way. I had the pool that I needed. Everything about the home was exactly what I wanted because I don't have those extra additional expenditures that are going on on a monthly basis like an average family would. So um, really depending again on your scenario, just like on Michelle's, right? Every single person is different. What they're willing to put in and what they're willing to pay and what they can afford and what they feel is comfortable is a personal, personal decision. And so I do want all of you guys to sit down and think about you. Stop listening to the neighbors. Stop listening, you know, to your friends, your coworkers, people that are not in the business. Get your answers. Get them from the professionals. Call us here at Mortgage Mom. Let us help you walk through your scenario and determine what you feel is comfortable. What's your affordability? How much money do you need down? Interest rates are coming down. We're super excited. Mortgage applications are starting to go up. If you are at all on the fence about trying to figure out how to buy something 2024, it is your goal. Now is the time to do it. If your goal is to refinance a mortgage that you took over the last year or so and the interest rate is is high, give us a call. Get on our list so that when interest rates come down to the right level for you, that makes sense for you to do that refinance, that we can quickly reach out to you. Um, just, you know, don't, don't listen to everybody else. 
talk to experts, read up, check out all of the different places that I tell you guys is good, valuable information and, and learn and educate. I think that's the best information I could possibly give. Um, that is it. Uh, and Sam says Sydney is autistic too, Debbie. So I absolutely love that. And special needs families rock. They do. Um, oh my goodness. They do. I got to tell you, I, this is, this is new for me. I have two older boys, so I never experienced this before. And this is my youngest one. And I'll tell you, it is absolutely 100% changed our life, changed our family, and it's changed it for the better. So I couldn't be, um, I love the little guy so much and, and I'm grateful. I am so grateful to get the gift of what we got with him, but it is hard. It is hard, but it is an absolute gift. It is a blessing. So with that, I will be back next week. We're going to touch on that Fannie Mae product. We're going to touch on those increases in the loan limits and any other questions that you guys have, I'm going to be answering. So make sure you guys do it with me again. Tune in live. If you haven't gotten your link, uh, your text message to join, make sure that you do that. All you need to do is text the word mom, no quotation marks, no opt-in, nothing, just mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. We'll be back next week. I hope you guys all have a real good one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 0941504, Florida L076508, Georgia 69178, Idaho MLO 2080237926, Illinois 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina I210940, Nevada 57237, Oregon, Tennessee 184373, Texas, Washington MLO 237926. She's a mortgage she can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go pick up the phone and call mom